Welcome to episode 16 of In Your Element, a gaming podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Adler. This episode, we will be reviewing one of Nintendo's holiday blockbusters of the year, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee for Nintendo Switch. Before we begin, just some housekeeping. I'm updating all of the Patreon tiers to include early access to all episodes, beginning with this one. This episode will be available immediately for Patreon subscribers supporting at the $1 tier or above, and will be available for free to everyone else on Friday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time as usual. Going forward, patrons will continue to receive weekly and bonus episodes the moment they become available, with everyone else receiving them that following Friday. So if you'd like to receive this episode as well as future episodes before anyone else, consider supporting the show on patreon.com slash in your element. I'd love it if you kick me a buck or two as it gives me the ability to deliver content early and create additional content for you guys. For today's episode, I'm joined by my guest, Eric Manning. Eric, how's your day going? It's going really well. Had some good time with the family. We actually went out and got a Christmas tree right before jumping on. So nice. pretty excited. Yeah, I'm a couple years removed from having a real Christmas tree, and I definitely miss the smell, but I don't miss the cleanup and all the extra stuff that comes with taking care of a real tree, mm-hmm. <laughs> plus the dogs. Yes. So. See, I love having the smell of the Christmas tree in the house. Yeah. I will put up with whatever. That's oh, what yeah. really makes me feel like it's Christmas. It's Yeah, I love it. Dude, there's nothing like it, to be honest. We got a, we always get a real wreath for the door, and it smells mm. so good, but having that that smell throughout the house is like... Nothing, like you said, nothing, nothing is uh, the yeah. Christmas spirit like having that real tree in there. Yeah, uh, but, wreaths are great, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> They're definitely not as uh, expensive, too, as getting a, a big tree. So what true. size tree did you guys get? An eight foot tree. That's a good height. Yeah. Sweet. Taller dude. than me. We'll take it. Yeah, that's that's all you need. It's always weird when you walk into someone's house and their tree is smaller than they are and you're like, what is yeah, right. <laughs> what, what what is this about here? You don't have enough space or what's uh, going on? Anyway, uh, before we begin, I'd like to take a moment to let you know where you can find In Your Element online. Uh, my website is inyourelementpodcast.com. You can find me on Instagram at inyourelementpodcast, on Twitter at iyepodcast. And again, if you enjoy the podcast, visit patreon.com slash in your element and support at the $1 level or above to receive all all future episodes early, gain exclusive access to the in your element discord server to hang out and chat with myself and other elementalists, be eligible for giveaways, attend patron hangouts and more. And if you have any questions for the show, email me at hello at in your element podcast.com. I'll answer your questions on the next episode of in your element. So the first bit of news that we've got for today is that Rockstar has officially begun rolling out Red Dead Redemption 2's online service beginning early this morning for those who purchased the Ultimate Edition of the game. If you purchased the Standard Edition of the game and played on launch, your access will begin tomorrow, the 28th, and will roll out to everyone on Friday, November 30th. If you're catching this episode on a free podcast feed, that means it should be available to you now, so get get out there and get hunting. Rockstar detailed what to expect on their website. They describe Red Dead Online as, With the gameplay of Red Dead Redemption 2 as its foundation, Red Dead Online transforms the vast and deeply detailed landscapes, cities, towns, and habitats of Red Dead Redemption 2 into a new living online world ready to be shared by multiple players. Create and customize your character, tailor your abilities to suit your playstyle, and head out into a new frontier full of things to experience. Explore the world solo or with friends. Form or join a posse to ride up with seven, with up to seven players, gather around the fire at your camp, head out hunting or fishing, visit bustling towns, battle enemy gangs and attack their hideouts, hunt for treasure, take on missions and interact with familiar characters from across the five states, or fight against other outlaws in both spontaneous skirmishes and pitched set-piece battles, complete with other players or whole posses in open-world challenges and much more. I'm really excited to jump into this tomorrow. I've been watching various streamers on Twitch today, and it looks great. Eric, what are you anticipating for Red Dead Online? I am very excited for this. I've been looking forward to it since Red Dead came out. I know uh, we're already trying to get a crew together to go in there, and I believe it's seven people tops Mm -hmm. that you can play with one another, so we're trying Mm -hmm. to get as many people together as possible. I mean, from what Rockstar has done in the past, I feel like they just have everything at their fingertips at this point. They're going to bring out some amazing content for this game. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is just the beginning. They're going to be doing this for a while, I I feel like. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, Grand Theft Auto Online now is five years old, which is crazy to think about. They've been doing that for half a decade now. Yeah. Um, and that's like a completely separate game now for from what I've heard. Mm -hmm. uh, I played it when it first launched back on PlayStation 3 and it was like a buggy mess and I never went back to it. And uh, I've I've kind of flirted with the idea of picking Grand Theft Auto uh, 5 up again on PS4 so many times. Um, as it's been on sale throughout the years, just to try the online because I've heard so much about it and how much yeah. it's changed and how much content there is. But I have to imagine they've held back some of that content just for Red Dead Online to really push that forward and bring a lot of those players into the Red Dead universe. Yeah, absolutely. Like even my little brother, Ryan, he's played this, man, for four years, I feel like. Uh, I just feel like he's always on it. Every time I'm over at mm -hmm. my parents' house, they're always just, he's always just on it playing, whether he's racing or whatever. Mm -hmm. He's mm -hmm. always on that game. It's in, it's incredible how vast yeah. this thing has gone. Um, mm -hmm. And I think Red Dead's going to do the same. Yeah. I, so from what I watched today, I mean, of course, it, it's very early access in terms of the content that's out there, but it looked cool. I mean, it looks... It definitely seemed like it was a lot slower paced than what GTA Online is, just since there, there's not going to be like cars and flying objects and things. It's going to be a lot slower paced like Red Dead, but it looks good. Right. The, uh, yeah, the, the multiplayer a, stuff looked great. I got a message from my buddy Amos today, and he's like all texting me stuff about it. And he's telling me how he's like, I humbly vote Eric as the pose leader, Yiki Kaye. <laughs> <laughs> Did I'm he like, get the ultimate oh, edition? Cool. No, he didn't. So we're going to be playing it on Monday. Oh, sweet. Yeah. And hopefully by then, I mean, everybody's going to be on by Monday. Um, but yeah, Rockstar we'll obviously oh, like dabble in it, but we're trying yeah. to get our whole group together. Um, That's awesome. We'll be yeah. playing on Monday. Yeah, I know um, you're playing over on Xbox. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. I'm playing on PS4, so I can't play with you guys. That would be yeah, great. You're missing out. I know. Uh, and a few of uh, friends in our group on PlayStation 4 just got the game uh, this last weekend. And uh, so I imagine they're probably just getting started on their like main adventure and probably mm -hmm. aren't ready to jump into online yet. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely ready. I still haven't finished the story. I've been hung up on another game that we'll be discussing today uh, yeah. <laughs> quite a bit on the show, but I do want to hop back in and, and finish the story. What Where are you at in terms of the single player? I am moving i forget the the name of the towns um mm -hmm. i haven't played in what chapter are you do you remember what chapter you're on i believe i'm on the third chapter okay so you're you're right behind me i'm on chapter four i just okay. got to saint denis which is like the big big city area mm. cool that's yeah, awesome really starting to open up there story-wise mm -hmm. it's getting real real good uh, anyway, moving on, or before we move on, rather, Rockstar did stress that this is a beta period this week, especially. They're really looking for players to help squash bugs and improve the service as more people hop in. So if mm -hmm. you are jumping in, don't expect this polished uh, product quite yet. It is going to be more of a test period. And uh, once they lift that beta tag, I, I imagine in the, in the coming months, then uh, we should have a lot more content and we'll probably be talking about it um, on the way. So Definitely. The second mm, the second piece of news is relating to the Game Awards, which will be airing next Thursday, December 6th at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Jeff Keighley, the host and creator of the Game Awards, announced early this morning on Twitter that over 10 new games will be revealed at this year's Game Awards. So expect an action-packed show. Eric, is there anything you're excited to see specifically around new game announcements? Uh... Nothing specifically. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, honestly, as far as next week goes, the only thing I can think about is Smash Brothers. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the game announcements are like exciting for me, but yeah. that is uh, as sad as it is to say, it's not the forefront of my mind. <laughs> oh, I, I don't, I don't blame you. I'm right there with you. Uh, in fact, this is a good time in terms of the actual ceremony itself. I imagine I'll probably wrap up before. I mean, I can't imagine it goes longer than three hours. Mm -hmm. which means uh, it's Smash should be unlocking right after that finishes up, which would be perfect timing. So I know what I'll be doing next Thursday. Right. Um, as far as game announcements go, I'm uh, really hopeful that we get a Metroid Prime Trilogy announcement for Switch. That's been a franchise that is near and dear to my heart. Mm -hmm. um, one that I uh, started replaying recently, uh, about a year ago, um, 
I have the trilogy on Wii and I was playing it back on Wii U. And uh, I was like, man, I can't wait for this to eventually come to Switch. I'm sure it will with Metroid Prime 4 on the horizon. It would yeah. be smart for them to bring that back. Uh, so that's a game that I don't anticipate actually seeing at the Game Awards, but I would mm -hmm. be really excited if they did announce that. Um, and also a reminder to check out last week's episode of In Your Element if you haven't already. We had a great discussion about our predictions for a handful of award categories that will be featured at the show this year. And don't forget to check out the Game Awards airing December 6th at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's going to be on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and more. And the last bit of news is for those of you playing Pokemon Go, the December Community Day was announced last week, and it will be taking place over a span of three days, beginning this Friday, November 30th at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and running through the weekend, ending on December 2nd at 11 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Again, if you're catching this episode on free streams, that means it may already be live for you. Uh, and this community is different, community day rather, is different than others, and that it is more of a celebration of the entire year of Pokemon Go. Niantic announced that all previous community day Pokemon will be spawning, including their shiny forms. Oh. This is great news if you've recently gotten back into Pokemon Go, like I know we did uh, mm -hmm. after Pokemon Let's Go was announced earlier this year. The Pokemon featured are Bulbasaur, Charmander, Squirtle, Pikachu, Eevee, Dratini, Chikorita, Cyndaquil, Mary, Larvitar, and Beldum. Their special wow. moves previously featured during community days will also be available for the duration of the event. And there will also be a special bonus event on December 1st, so right, when, right in the middle of this whole thing, from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, featuring double catch XP, double catch Stardust, and a double incubator effectiveness. So get out there and fill out your Pokedex trainers. Eric, will you be participating in this giant community? Day? I will absolutely do my best to participate. Sweet, this, dude. That, that weekend, I definitely am uh, got a lot going on, remodeling mm -hmm. some stuff at the house. But yeah, I yeah. am excited about this myself. So I well, will let's... take a few breaks here and there and take mm -hmm. advantage of the, the catching that I can get. Dratini, man. Oh, my That's gosh. That's what I'm I looking forward to. Dratini yeah. so bad. <laughs> mm -hmm, me too. I just need more candies. I'd love to get the shiny form too, but I'm I'm trying to beef up a, a dra Dragonite right now, and I'm just lacking so much candy. And I need to get out there and catch some of those guys. Mm -hmm. um, I'm missing basically everything from the first half of the year. So Squirtle, Bulbasaur, Charmander. Pikachu, Dratini, and Mary. Those are the shinies that I don't have. So uh, I'm definitely going to be trying to catch those. Uh, I like that this event too is running the entire span of those three days, not just certain hours. So yeah. uh, you could even go out at nighttime and, and grab some of these too. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Well, that's it for this week's news. Let's head into our featured segment, which is the review of Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. So, Eric, we've both been playing this game for uh, the past week and a half. And between the both of us, we've got almost 80 hours of gameplay in. You finished the game. I got stuck shiny hunting for about <laughs> 10 hours with no luck. So I'm still missing the last two gym badges myself. Uh, that being said, we both have a very thorough understanding of what this game has to offer. Uh, so we'll be staying away from spoilers as well during this discussion even though, spoiler, this game is basically just a remake of Pokemon Yellow version, if you weren't aware. Uh, regardless, there are some cool moments that I don't want to spoil for anyone who hasn't played the game yet. So I'd like to begin by getting your overall impressions of the game. So just real top level, how do you feel about Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee? Uh, very simple answer. I really love this game. I think they did a really good job at bringing what I felt was unimaginable as a kid, and they brought that to light. Mm -hmm. And... It's such a good game. They, yes, it brings back a lot of memories from the past. And I think that's probably why I've already gotten so far in this game is because I remember so much because I played it so much as a kid. So I was yeah. able to just kind of simply go through the game. Mm -hmm. But I love this game. I can't put it down. It's so good. Same. Yeah, this. So my my top level view and how I feel overall is that this game is exceeding my expectations in almost every way i, uh, I can agree I, with that yeah i had you know i i was planning on picking this game up to play casually to play just you know to go back through basically mm -hmm. what is pokemon yellow uh, yeah. as a kid and man this game is uh visually it's beautiful it's it's the kanto that we all 
dreamt of as a kid mm-hmm. and actually seeing that come to light uh as you said um it, it's it's how i pictured the game as a kid but now you know if that makes sense yeah like using my imagination from what it was when i was a kid right and seeing what they brought to light mm-hmm. they did such a great job with that yeah and i think the big hesitation for a lot of a lot of people just in general are the Pokemon Go mechanics and how they integrated that. I mm-hmm. think they nailed it and it was uh, yeah. done far better than I was expecting. And I think anyone has expected uh, a, as a lot of the reviews have stated and people who are playing it on Twitch. Um, it, it it seems like everyone's kind of in favor of what they're doing with this when people were very resistant to that at yeah. first when the news broke. I got to admit, I I hate the fact that I love it because with the new strategy based stuff is what i mean like the way that they integrated some of the techniques from pokemon go into pokemon let's go Mm -hmm. i didn't i didn't like it at first so i back to kind of what you were saying i thought it was just going to be one of those games that i was just going to kind of play through and come back Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. Um, because through over the years that's what i've done is i've gone back to some of these older pokemon games and just kind of slowly made my way through them so mm-hmm. I really thought that that's what this was going to be like. Yeah. But with the new mechanics of the game, it really like enticed me to play more because mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I had to go through the grass and I was just going to randomly hit something. Like I actually get to pick and choose when I want to battle, when I don't want to battle, right. when I want to catch Pokemon, when I don't want to catch Pokemon. Totally. Yeah, and I think having having the addition of the Pokemon actually walking around in the overworld is mm-hmm. something that I hope they continue with because that is brilliant. I think the uh, the random encounters are such an old school mechanic uh, and something that as you play through the game, you traditionally want to fight less and less Pokemon um, and you end up just running away or at least that's how I used to play. Mm-hmm. As you get as you get your team leveled up, you're like, I like I don't need, you know, the couple hundred XP I'm going to get for this right. this battle that could take two, three minutes. Especially right. Even now, though, I, you know, if you run into one by accident or whatever, you, I still feel like I'm running away every now and then. Yeah. You know, I'm definitely I'm definitely running away every now and then, but I'm catching far more than I would have if this was Me a traditional too. game. So yeah. what's interesting is, you know, everybody online there initially were skeptical about this change and mm-hmm. oh this you know this is terrible that they're taking away the random encounters or not necessarily the random encounters but the actual battling of the pokemon that's such a core thing you know why would they remove that and replace it with this stupid mini game catching thing it's right. totally not that way um you still have so many trainer battles and i actually forgot how many trainers you actually fight throughout the journey in the original mm-hmm. games um there's like hundreds of trainers in this game and yeah. that's that's the core aspect of the Pokemon games, not fighting these random encounters. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, another thing, I think people think that they want those, that grindiness of the random encounters and battling the Pokemon to get the experience. Uh, but I mean, I, I can only speak for myself being 28 years old, having a job and having so much other stuff to focus on in life and yeah. other games just at that. I'm so glad that they removed that and allow you to pick and choose who you mm-hmm. want to fight and make the catch uh, sequences so much uh, smoother with the right. actual uh, motion control stuff. I actually like it. I think it makes I it way it. less grindy. Yeah. yeah. It, it allows you to enjoy the game a lot quicker too. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, but somehow I've still put in 40 hours and I'm not even done um, without those random encounters uh, and battling the Pokemon to get experience and stuff. Right. I mean, the older games, the older games for me too, were um, as far as like catching Pokemon goes, I never really catch the same Pokemon twice. Yeah. Right. Like I didn't do that. If it's, if it's like, you know, not a a big Pokemon that you really care about on your team or something Mm -hmm. like, what's the point after you caught a a Pidgey, how many more Pidgeys are you going to catch? You know, like you don't need another Pidgey. I would generally run away from those things, but I'm finding I'm trying to chain Pidgeys together to increase the chance of getting a shiny now. And it's like a whole little game within a game. Mm -hmm. It's insane. And then the whole concept of being able to transfer um, your extra Pokemon you're catching Mm -hmm. to gain candies. Oh, I I love that mechanic. Yeah. Because my favorite Pokemon is Alakazam and Arcanine. My mm-hmm. two favorites. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Alakazam, unfortunately, has never been, as far as like his de- defense and speed goes, has never been all that great. Mm-hmm. He might have good attack and everything, but it's just not that great. Yeah. What I love about being able to have these candies, and I hope this isn't too much of a spoiler for people, um, but no. I can uh, bulk up some of my favorite Pokemon and I can make them feel like they're like what I want them to be. These strong, right. Independent Pokemon, strong, independent Pokemon. <laughs> it's 2018. It's time for strong, independent Pokemon. That's right. Why do, <laughs> why do we still have genders in these things? Right. No, I agree with you, though. The, the candy is is great. I mean, you get you get to kind of round out some of these stats if you want to. It's completely optional. You don't have to use that. Right. Um, and it's not candy. It's not like in the Pokemon Go mobile game where you get candy from like transferring them um and using that to level them up you don't you still level them up traditionally with experience the candy is more of just like a bonus to add to their stats to help round out their stats a bit so um i love it i think they i was skeptical just like everybody else going into this and again i thought i would want these um you know the traditional experience of battling the pokemon to bring their hp down to then you know try and put them to sleep or paralyze them or whatever you have to do to to get that you know hard to catch pokemon Mm -hmm. i i'm so glad we don't have to go through that song and dance i i love this like quick mechanic of being able to catch them there's still a uh um uh, a challenge to it too especially for uh pokemon that are harder to catch traditionally they'll move around you have to use um different balls you might have to use berries to calm them down or uh, increase the catch rate you have uh i mean there's a meta game within it of actually trying to catch them still so yeah you're not fighting them you're not battling them but there's still it's not as simple as just waving your control at the tv mm-hmm. i mean it's it's it is still takes some effort there's still skill involved uh i i think it's great i honestly would be uh happy if they moved forward with this mechanic in the next game i don't yeah, think I they will but um, I'd be I'd be okay with it. Definitely keep the Pokemon in the overworld, though. I love that. That that part I would hope for the most. Mm-hmm. I think the... that will stay. I think that they'll they'll stay in the overworld. I I'm sure they'll go back to traditional. Battles, Literally, the but... best decision they could have ever made was that yeah. that little concept right there. Totally, that's probably what keeps me going back. Yeah, because you're not. I mean, dude, how easy was it going through Mount Moon? Like Mount oh Moon used to be a gosh. nightmare. I like when I was first starting this game up, I was dreading the moment that I'd have to go back through Mount Moon just because there's so many damn Zubat. But now you can walk around them. You don't have to fight them. (laughs) Even like I agree with you because even knowing that these Zubats are in the overworld and whatnot, going through like the first little right after you get either Pikachu or Eevee and you're on your way to um, your first little town after leaving Professor Oak. Um you know, you you kind of get your glimpse of what this realm of Pokemon are going to be like when they're like running around and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I will have to admit, I got um, hit with a bunch of Rattatats just right at the beginning where they just <laughs> kept running into me. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah. my gosh, this <laughs> means when I go into Mount Moon, all these stupid freaking Zubats are going to just <laughs> fly into me. Yeah. And I was so just like frustrated thinking about that. And then I got there. It was nothing like I was expecting. It was, yeah, it was pretty I enjoyed <laughs> going through there. Me too. And you know what's even funnier too is uh, all of the games traditionally you have uh, lures or you have repels, right? Mm-hmm. I would never ever use lures. Yep. Like I hated using lures. What's the point of using lures? Yes. I would use, I would stock up with repels <laughs> just to get through certain areas because I didn't want those encounters. But in this yeah. game, I haven't used on, a single repel. The, I'm buying so many yeah, lures and, it's and using the, lures the to bring out side. these rare Pokemon. I get the now. max lures, yeah. like as many as I can <laughs> buy, and I just hit them. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's cool because uh, it brings out you know um, rare mm-hmm. Pokemon. But since you can see them now, you see like a Porygon pop up or a Chansey pop up, and you're like, hell yeah, this is this is why I dropped yeah. that lure. And you can go catch them right there. You don't have to like run through the tall grass and just hope that RNG works in your favor and you get that Pokemon that right. you wanted, just go grab them. So um, last little thing that I want to touch on just for overall is uh, the the music, the remix mm. music of all the different uh, uh, towns and the battle music and everything that you remember from your childhood. 
is true to the originals, uh, but it's remixed for the the new age, and it sounds so it good, does. man. So much nostalgia. I'm like, uh, like singing, basically like whistling along to these songs, and I'm like, dude, I haven't heard these songs, some of these in 20 years, and I can still remember exactly the whole thing. Yep. And it's like, it's just crazy how your brain works, no, it's, <laughs> dude. It's awesome. I can. Mm -hmm. This is probably the first game that I've actually been able to play. And my daughter could just be sitting next to me mm -hmm. and she's humming them. She's two and a half years old and she's humming. Oh, songs. That's awesome. I'm like, oh, great. I've been playing yeah. way too much in front of her. Um, no, but um, it's true because it brings back so much for me. And, you know, it's enjoyable for yeah. even like the young kids. So, you know, I'm talking about my daughter, but even mm -hmm. um, kids who are young, it's it's bringing them and it's keep having them engaged as well. Cause they did remaster it. And oh, yeah. it sounds incredible. Have you played co-op with her yet? But, yeah. Have you I let agree. her do the second controller? So I was going to save this, but maybe I could help us segue into the next topic. Yeah. Cause I have let her use my Pokemon, uh, plus ball. Oh yeah. The Pokeball Plus. Yeah. So we Sorry, both purchased. Plus. Uh, yeah. So we both purchased the bundle that came with the Pokeball Plus, which is uh, $99. You can buy the Pokeball Plus separate for $49. Um, what are your thoughts just overall on the Pokeball Plus? I think it's really cool. Um, like I was saying, I've let my daughter use it. She's mm -hmm. kind of gotten the concept of throwing the ball mm -hmm. to catch Pokemon. And that's basically all she can do. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's cool. Um, I've hooked yeah. it up to my Pokemon Go app on my phone. Mm -hmm. Not as excited about that one. Um, yeah. It is cool, but I just don't. I don't think I'm out enough to really use it. Mm -hmm. And when I'm at work, like when I could be doing it, I don't really think about it. Yeah. Um, and then the only thing I really use it for when I'm not playing is I put my Pokemon in there. Yeah. Whether that's Pikachu or I've been putting Arcanine in there a lot mm -hmm. just to have my buddy walk around with me and, and get those candies. I think it's mm -hmm. cool. It was a really cool idea. Yeah. I mean, you and I were hyped about it the first day we got oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The music, dude, going back to the music, I almost yeah. forgot to mention that when you plug it into charge or some other things. Oh, it, yes. Uh, yeah. It does the. Uh, yeah. So, so when, when you. Yeah, when you plug in the the Pokeball Plus to charge, uh, first off, it's USB-C, which is awesome, uh, just like mm -hmm. the Switch. So you don't need a separate cable or anything. Uh, but when you plug it in, it plays the chime from the Pokemon Center when you give your Pokemon over to Nurse Joy. So it does the do-do-do-do-do uh, <laughs> when you plug it in, which is pretty cool. Just a nice little nod to the, uh, to the original game and this one, of course, too. So uh, yeah. My overall impressions of this, um, I've got it here in my hand now, is it feels really nice. First of all, it's got a really nice weight to it. It's much smaller than I was expecting to, uh, but it's got a very good build quality. There's, uh, It's very minimalistic, of course. I mean, it's it's designed to look and feel like a Pokeball. Uh, the the center of it uh, that you would traditionally like click to open it, I guess, is a joystick, and it also clicks, so... Um, that's you can play the entire game with just this Azure controller, and mm -hmm. that's what it's designed to do. Um, and it also has a second button on top, which is kind of like your back button in the game. Um, it's got great vibration. Uh, it's got um, sounds when you catch Pokemon. They do like their little battle cry in the mm -hmm. ball itself, which is kind of a, a nice little um, nod to that as well. Um, the I did play with this for a few days as my main controller. Um, but the novelty wore off quickly for me since it's lacking some of the buttons that you need to, to access certain menus in the game. Yeah. So it doesn't have like a, a Y button. I know you can shake it as like a third button, but certain actions aren't able to be done on the Pokeball Plus. So mm -hmm. I ended up, I've been going back and just playing with the, uh, the Joy-Con, the single Joy-Con, which is fine. Um, it's, I like the Pokeball for, um, the catch mechanic it feels really good to kind of just like throw it especially with the vibrate um, as the ball's like rocking on the screen it it like vibrates in sync with that in the ball um, which is kind of cool mm -hmm. um, one thing that i didn't like was the lack of instructions i know you and i both were trying to oh, pair yeah. it up to our phones and like 
there's just not very much documentation that comes with it. And we're both very intuitive, like mm -hmm. in terms of technology. And it was not easy to figure out. You have to press and hold certain buttons to um, invoke, you know, the sync mode to your phone. And uh, you have to actually play, start the game itself, uh, Pokemon Let's Go, with another controller before syncing this one. Like it doesn't just pair to your right. Switch right away, which is kind of confusing. Yeah. So if you are getting this or, or getting it for Christmas or um, planning on picking it up in the future, there's tons of little YouTube tutorials online. I would recommend just watching one of those, just like a two minute video of, hey, here's the, you know, the different buttons and what they all do, um, especially if you're going to be pairing it up to Pokemon Go. Yeah, um, you have to unpair it before you pair it back to Pokemon Let's Go and vice versa. It can't be paired to both at the same time, which, again, wasn't mentioned. I had to figure that out myself. Um, okay. I have actually been using this more as a Pokemon Go Plus device. I find that it's a huge really? bonus. Yeah. Um, I'd say that the majority of my use has actually come with Pokemon Go. And uh, I, I think the best part is uh, if you do put a Pokemon from Let's Go into the Pokeball, I know you mentioned Arcanine, Pikachu. I've been mm -hmm. doing that as well. Um, having them in there, they'll actually spin Pokestops for you automatically in Pokemon Go, which is really cool. So if you are walking around, you're getting a bunch of items just without having to open the app. It's doing it in the background for you. And uh, of course, it'll vibrate if there's Pokemon nearby. And you can press the little button on the top, which is uh, a really has a nice little vibrate to it. Um, I know Emily likes to play with this little Pokeball um, when, when we're driving in the car just because she likes the like the sounds it makes and the different <laughs> vibrations and stuff. So that's funny. Um, yeah, it's it, it it is a really cool uh, device just for Pokemon Go. If you like playing that, it, it, yeah. it does have a lot of uh, um, versatility there. Um, yeah. And then. Mm -hmm. Oh, go oh, ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say one thing that I really um, like about the in-game feature that I that we didn't talk about. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if you've noticed this, but when you're actually using it for battle, you can use uh, like a basically a special move from Pikachu. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I've seen that. We're shaking the Pokeball. Yeah, there's like a little um, icon of either Pikachu or Eevee, whichever starter you had. Right. And they're like shaking a little Joy-Con. It's like a little animation. It's it's almost hard to miss. I didn't realize what was happening at first. But then, yeah, if you shake your Pokeball Plus or shake the, the single Joy-Con that you're playing mm -hmm. with, um, they'll execute a special move. I actually, the first time I did it, I had a different Pokemon in and um, that was battling. And uh, what it did was it boosted all of their stats. So if, Yeah, which if is really start, cool. Yeah, it's super nice. If your starter is not the one battling at that time when that special move comes up, then they'll buff whatever Pokemon you have in battle. Otherwise, they'll do a, a special attack that never misses and has a cool little animation and everything too. So yeah, cool. um, yeah. and then the the last thing uh, with the Pokeball Plus, if you do transfer a Pokemon into that and uh, walk around with it in the real world um, and bring it back to your game, they get crazy experience. So um, the mm -hmm. first time I brought one back in, I had played like, a, I don't know, a day's worth of it going out you know, just whatever, running errands, playing Pokemon Go while I'm out, brought it back in and it got like so much experience. It, it jumped up like five levels or seven levels or something crazy. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely worthwhile. Um, if you do have it, make sure that you're taking Pokemon on walks with you because uh, that, that experience does add up. It helps yeah. to uh, it helps with the grind a little bit when you're trying to buff up your party. Um, yeah. If you I have do... questions to pair it, you can email hello at inyourelement.com. <laughs> in your element <laughs> podcast uh, so, no i would just i would just recommend uh hit up a youtube tutorial because uh yeah they're way know, it's yeah, so it easier. was um when i got my home with mine that's the first thing i had to do yeah i i watched there's quite a few that were popping up on reddit um the day the game came out just people were like hey i figured this out here's a little tip so there's tons of stuff out there um mm -hmm. if you do have it you're not sure how to navigate everything quite yet um you can mute it too and unmute it which i didn't realize i guess out of the box it it's muted so you can if you want to unmute it you have to like hold the top button and the center button for uh, a couple seconds the uh, last thing i want to mention is um i wish there is a better way that you could attach it when you're walking i wish it had like a, a belt clip or something because i found mm -hmm. like you just throw it in your pocket and you just have like this little ball like bulge in your pocket and it's not very i was able to get it on my belt clip I got a yeah. cool little uh, tip and trick I'll have to show you for that. Okay. Is it involving the little thumb thing? Yeah. Are there, okay. I did that the other day and I hadn't, uh, 
well because i i've been uh, a lot of my shorts are just like drawstring like tied shorts mm. so i don't have belt loops on those but the other night when i did have uh, jeans on i know what you're talking about you can kind of latch that on and that yeah. seemed to work out nicely um but you know i wish there is like other ways that you could secure it to like shorts if they don't have belt loops or whatever right yeah and, that was a uh, like kind of one complaint that i had was i feel like because i have been putting it on my belt loop and walking around with my buddy pokemon mm-hmm. and the pokeball doesn't wear too well like mm-hmm. i noticed that if i'm wearing my black jeans i have a little bit of a black scuff mark on the white so oh, really yeah, not not crazy excited about the maybe the material that they chose for it. Yeah, it's really kind of like a soft kind of like a soft rubber. I'm looking at mine and mine's kind of discolored too, just probably from uh walking around having it in my pocket. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm 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 sure you could probably use like an alcohol wipe to clean that up, but it is kind of like a soft rubbery material and um it does it does uh um like get little nicks on it too. So yeah. there's cases I saw online if you want to like keep it looking really nice but oh, really? i didn't really care about it yeah they had little little like shell like plastic shell things you can get for it online oh, uh, on amazon that were like five seven bucks huh. yeah so um, yeah moving on the next big question i think that everyone's curious about is the actual gameplay of this game how does the gameplay feel and the big question does it feel like a real pokemon game Ooh, i think it does i mean I, absolutely i do mm-hmm um i I would agree yeah i would say absolutely this feels like a real pokemon game um it's filled with all the original 151 um plus meltan which is the new uh mythical pokemon that was uh recently announced or discovered in pokemon go it's got all the original gym leaders there's hundreds of trainer battles in there the elite four is still there Mm -hmm. and there's a lot more as well um that's been sprinkled in from the original games as well as extra content for after the game that uh, we won't go into just for uh, spoiler reasons, but there's a uh, there's definitely a lot to do in this game. Uh, it's not it's not a. I know um, a lot of people were skeptical, like I mentioned earlier, about this and oh, this is like a, a light version or this is not a real game. This isn't a core game. This isn't a mainline game. It it, it really is though. I mean, this is effectively yeah. Pokemon Yellow with some additional stuff on it, with a reimagined uh, catch system, which I think is better in my opinion, uh, as as an adult that has other responsibilities and can't just play games all day like I did when I was younger, this is a nice way to kind of streamline the game and also retain a lot of the original stuff that made it so special. So I think this is the the greatest reimagining of Kanto that we've seen yet. I think they definitely gave us a Pokemon game. Like, there's no question of that. Mm-hmm. This is a Pokemon game just like any others that they've given us. Just the original one remastered. Yeah. Um, I, I think they did a really great job of it. I feel like I'm playing Pokemon. I feel like I'm paying, playing Pokemon with a few extra added things. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like playing Pokemon and them adding mega evolutions to it. Right? Yeah, right. It, that's just what it is. It's Pokemon with added things in it. And yeah. I think they did a great job with it. It's so good. Mm-hmm. And I like the um, back to the actual catch mechanics. They they added bonus streaks that you can get. So let's say you're, uh, you know, when you're first going through Viridian Forest, I'm sure this is where a lot of people notice this. Let's say you catch a Caterpie and then the next Pokemon that you catch is also a Caterpie. It'll say afterwards that there's a catch bonus streak of two. And um, that struck up interest uh, in me at first i was like what is this catch you know catch uh, bonus streak and so i continued catching caterpie in a row and um found out as your catch streak gets higher uh rarer pokemon will spawn so you can actually get a bulbasaur to spawn in viridian forest if you have a high enough catch streak which is kind of neat so it encourages you to catch the same pokemon but it encourages you to continue catching pokemon just in general so um I'll be honest, I've probably run from maybe 5% of the encounters that I've had 40 hours in, which I normally would say is the opposite at this point. Mm -hmm. But I'm still finding that I'm catching Pokemon because it gives you different bonuses based on, you know, how quickly you caught them, how well the throw was. Um, You know, if you're on a catch streak, it'll give you additional multipliers for that. So you can really get some good amount of XP for your team. 
mm-hmm. uh, by catching Pokemon, which is really cool. So um, the other cool thing about the catch streaks are as you get higher on those streaks, um, you have an increased chance of seeing a shiny Pokemon spawn. And uh, I spent about 10 hours so far of my total gameplay um, hunting for shiny Pokemon, which I've never done before. But it's encouraged me to do that in this game because I like the catch streaks. It's uh, it's kind of like a little game that you're playing against yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the fact that you can see them spawning now in uh, the overworld makes it um, much easier to spot when there is a shiny. Yeah. The, uh, the, the shiny rates, though, are the exact same. So they're from the original game. Um, and I think they're either one in like 4,096 or 1,008 one in 8,000 something. So it's still like very, very rare. Um, but I think we're, it seems like we're seeing a lot more of them online because you can see them now in the overworld. So people are more uh, aware that they're there. Whereas you'd have to run around in the tall grass and hope that you got one. Um, and I think in my entire career of playing these games, I, I think I've only gotten ever one shiny and, uh, it was just, I, I didn't even know what was happening. I think it was in gold and silver. I was like, why does this thing look different? Uh, and I caught it and it like had a little shiny thing next to it. I had no idea what it was, uh, yeah. but I know that a lot of uh, hardcore players like that shiny hunting aspect. And it's definitely in this game. It's definitely uh, very fun to do. And uh, uh, trying to fill out your Pokedex with shiny Pokemon will definitely take you a long time to do. Do you have any shinies yet, Matt? No, dude, I still don't. <laughs> I'm, I was so salty after the first. Uh, I was going for Vulpix initially, and I think I spent oh, like six hours in uh, specific areas trying to find it. And uh, I mean, it was it was fun. I still had a good time while I was doing it. But damn, dude, I was so bummed that I didn't get anything to show up. So I'm sure at some point I'll go back and do it. But I'm focusing more on trying to get through the rest of the game first and then um hopefully after the game's done i'll go back and and try and get something but yeah another thing i want to bring up is that the starter pokemon that you get whether you get pikachu or eevee depending on the version they are intentionally overpowered in this game uh especially eevee who can learn a special move from each of its eight evolutions and they are all extremely broken and i'm sure pikachu has similar moves that are uh very very broken uh, <laughs> uh so i've been choosing to play without eevee in my main party and uh, it's made the trainer battles a little bit more difficult than they normally would be if you had your starter with you the whole time. Um, what have you been doing? Have you had Pikachu with you most of the time? Um, I've had Pikachu with me the whole time, but he's my mm-hmm. last Pokemon that I use. Yeah. Um, I just, I've intentionally wanted to keep him there just for the sake of having, I don't know, that characteristic to the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, well, even if you take him out of your party, he'll still ride with you. So just right. FYI. Yeah, I yeah. did know that. Um, yeah. It just having, I don't know, just having them there makes me feel like, feel good about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I I intentionally wanted it to be harder because when I first started the game, mm-hmm. it was so easy. Yeah. So easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, if if that's my, my one pet peeve I, I can say I have a, about this game is how easy it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, I already beat the Elite Four. I didn't even have to use Pikachu. Really? Yeah. Have you have you uh, stuck with the same team for the most part, or have you? Uh, no, no. So that's actually really. Um, I'm glad you asked that question because, um, in the past, when I played Pokemon games, I would find a set of six and keep that six with me the rest of the game. Right. Same, and pretty much. Yeah, like I find that like was just what I gravitate towards and just stick with them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. This time, because of the way the mechanics are now, I feel like I don't have to do that. Right. Um, so I've been getting other Pokemon, maybe evolving some or trading some with people like yourself mm-hmm. or whoever and evolving some and maybe putting them in my party for a little while. Mm-hmm. And the way that you can level up now is a lot easier. So I'm leveling up my a bunch of people a lot faster yeah so no you know yeah no i don't i haven't had the same people in my party the only person that i can say has stayed consistently in my party is arcanine and pikachu um nice. but pikachu i barely bring out in battles 
I yeah. only bring him out when I'm just like, man, I'm sorry, Pikachu. I haven't used you in a while. I'm going <laughs> to let you kill someone. I mean, I'm going to let you defeat someone. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's the only time I bring him out. I He never battles. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it's so easy. Right. I know. I, I only bring Eevee out if I absolutely have to. And a lot of times I don't have Eevee in my party just because I, I'm trying to level up other people and um, I'll probably bring Eevee with me to the Elite Four just because the moveset is so diverse. It's pretty mm-hmm. cool, but um, I probably won't rely on Eevee. I, I'm, it's just so, it's like so broken, those moves. No, it really is. Like I got a, a couple moves with Pikachu that I'm just like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah. This is and I and I under I think I understand the reason why they did this is so that maybe they can make it a little easier for the younger generation. But oh sure, yeah. I just it's, feel like they never did that to us as a kid. Like no, I know. And these like, games have they've always this? been accessible. Yeah. This is that's the only thing that I think like they didn't have to do, but clearly they're hoping to get some younger people into this, or maybe casual players that have never played Pokemon into this yeah. game. And it's yeah. nice, yeah. That way you don't feel like you're like running up against a wall when you're going into battles, you know? So, yeah, I mean, he's there as a nice backup. I mean, there has been times where, you know, I've, I, he, Pikachu, like I said earlier, does not come out. He's only been in a, maybe, um, let's say like 10 to 12 battles. Mm-hmm. And when I do use Pikachu, it, it's really for, I have no one else, or like I said, I just feel bad that I haven't used them in a while. Yeah. Uh, well, let's move forward to the graphics because I'm curious what you think about this. What are your What are your thoughts on the graphics in these games? They did really great, mm-hmm. um, especially for what the the Switch can do as far as um, processing power goes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not on the the um, realm of things like the uh, Xbox or PlayStation PC, of course. Sure. So from what they, what they can work with, I think they did a really great job. I love the graphics. I do I too. Yeah, yeah. They, they've always, great. they've always lent to a, a nice art style because they're more cartoony. Uh, mm-hmm. They're really bright, colorful. I mean, this is easily the best looking Pokemon game we've ever gotten since oh, every absolutely. mainline game has been on a handheld console, a, a traditional handheld console. You know, mm-hmm. even the 3DS games, they looked good, but they they weren't great. You could tell they were like kind of a it wasn't a very powerful system that, to generate like a full realized 3D world. So right. this one is full 3D and like all the character models, the Pokemon models, they all look so good. Um, yeah. I like that you can have uh, every single Pokemon follow you. You can have any of the original 151 behind you, mm-hmm. um, including Meltan, uh, num- number 152 in this. Mm -hmm. And it's just crazy to see how big and small some of these Pokemon are. You know, I, uh, I, there's certain ones that I didn't realize that they would be that big until you actually take them out and see them next to your character model. Um, like the, uh, Alolan executor is in this one and, Mm -hmm. uh, he's so tall. You can't even see his head. His neck just is off the screen, which is kind of funny. (laughs) Yeah. It's just cool to see, um, what they actually it, it it creates more of a connection between you and these Pokemon, which is really yeah. cool. Makes it really feel like you're in the a like a real life game. Yeah, this is so far. This feels like the game that we all dreamed of as kids. Just in terms of that, we want a a real 3D Pokemon game that you can walk around in this beautiful world. This mm-hmm. is it so far. This is the best that we've got, and I think uh, I'm excited to see what they do with Gen Eight next year. Yeah, because I imagine they'll use a similar engine and, uh, w- you know, with a, a whole new world, new Pokemon yeah, and stuff. Yeah. I, I, graphically, I think they did a great job. And mm-hmm. I think what I was expecting was something a little bit different. So I was almost expecting it to be kind of like, you know, like Zelda. You play Zelda and there was really no load times going from town to town or wherever oh, yeah. you were going. Mm-hmm. So I would say I was a little disappointed that you have to load to get places. Um, what did you have to load? Like, you know, when you go into, I don't know, like the, uh, 
any caves, right? You walk into a cave and it's there's like a load screen to get into the cave. Not oh, load. Yeah, but yeah. it's just like a quick like, it, Yeah, it's like a quick black screen. Just like yeah. they've always been. I I see what you're saying. You want it more like completely fluid where you just like walk through and it yes. would be okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah I'm I, looking I, for a more fluid playthrough. That's a yeah. I like your wording. Yeah. I'm gonna steal yeah. it from you. <laughs> <laughs> I know um, what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, not that I, I I am not dissing the game for having it the way that it is. Yeah. Um, I just was I just think that would be a nice addition. Yeah. Something to look forward to for mm-hmm. next year. Cool. Well, uh, another big aspect of this game is, of course, the Pokemon Go integration. How do you feel that was handled? Um, I haven't used this mechanic a lot. Mm-hmm. So I I mean, it's it's cool. Mm hmm. I'm not excited about it. Like it wasn't something that I was like, oh yes, this is gonna be great. At yeah. the beginning, I thought it might be something that's cool. Like that's what brought me back to playing Pokemon Go on my phone. Same. But then once yeah. I started playing Pokemon Let's Go, I kind of forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Same. <laughs> Yeah. I was and having then, fun just catching them all again. Yeah. I yeah, and that's really what it was for me. So I did trade some Pokemon. Um yeah. but I told myself i'm not trading any pokemon that i don't already have right so i are i only traded pokemon that i already had in my party mm-hmm. just to see like what the mechanic was like and what would yeah. happen yeah so i think it's cool but it, yeah. it doesn't really excite me yeah i i would agree with you it was uh it was something that i started playing pokemon go for because of this ability that you oh you could transfer these uh, all the original 151 over oh 150 Mew you can't transfer from Pokemon Go, but you can transfer these old Pokemon over and oh that's very cool. I'm the same way. Once the game started up, I was just like back to eight year old me catching mm-hmm. Pokemon. So excited to see all of them again. I wasn't originally planning on transferring anything over anyway that I didn't have. I'm playing the game just like you are. I want to catch everything and oh I'll just transfer over the stuff I already have just to mm-hmm. get extra duplicates or whatever. Um, so I, of course I had to try it out. Um, first it is worth noting that the, uh, Pokemon go park is located in Fuchsia city, which is where the old safari zone was in the original games. So it's definitely more than halfway through the game. Um, meaning you can't just boot up the game and load all of the overpowered Pokemon that you have in Pokemon go into the let's go games. Um, another interesting thing is it does display an icon next to the Pokemon's name showing that it originated from go. So there is still a difference of capturing them in the Let's Go games versus just having them all transferred. Mm-hmm. Um, if that matters to you, whatever, it's it's more so just to let you know that this one originated in this game and this one came from Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. Um, the actual process of transferring, I thought was seamless. Um, linking it up to the app was great. Um, the little Pokemon Go parks, you can have up to 50 of them, uh, 50 Pokemon in there at a time. And yeah. there's like 12 or more different parks within the game. Um, and you still have to capture them just like you would in let's go normally. Um, it is worth noting that they will run away some of them. Um, but if they run, they just spawn back in the let's go park. So you don't have to worry about actually losing them. Uh, another interesting thing is the transfers are one way only. So if you do transfer something from your Pokemon go account to Pokemon, let's go, it's permanent. They can't go back the other way. So, um, be careful if you are transferring something that you want to keep in Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gone from that game forever once you transfer it. Yep. Uh, you do get the candy in Pokemon Go for transferring them, though, so it would be no different than just sending it to the professor. So it is, uh, it's, you're not really wasting anything by sending them over to Let's Go, which is kind of cool. And then yep. I, I was more curious about how all the stats and stuff would, would be handled when you transfer them over. Um, so I did just some tests, like, different Pokemon sending them over uh, the CP of the Pokemon. So the combat points that is in Pokemon go that big, like arc meter um, mm-hmm. that doesn't carry over. It, I, it seemed like those were recalculated or randomized. Um, somehow it seemed like it translated to their actual level though. So higher CP Pokemon tended to be higher level and let's go, which is kind of interesting. Um, the IVs were recalculated, but they were based off what they were in Pokemon go. So if you do have a Pokemon that appraises well and you send it over to Let's Go, it's still going to be generally very good over there too. And vice versa, if it's not very good, if it doesn't appraise well and go, 
and you send it over to let's go it's gonna have pretty poor stats there too so um, it was kind of rumored initially that that was all going to be randomized but it seems like it does carry over some of that stuff um lucky pokemon don't transfer over to let's go since they don't natively exist in that game oh, i didn't um, even think to try that that's good mm-hmm. to know yeah so don't send over a lucky hoping something special is going to happen because it won't it's just going to be regular and then you can't send it back so right. don't do that uh shiny <laughs> pokemon do transfer over i did send over a shiny just to test it out it shows up just fine um it although it does still have the little icon next to it showing that it came from pokemon go so mm-hmm. you're trying to uh Show all your friends that you have a, a full Pokedex of shiny Pokemon. They'll be able to tell which ones you sent over from Pokemon Go. So got them, <laughs> got them. Not that it really matters, but you know, um, I'm sure some collectors are going to take it seriously. So yeah, for just sure. worth noting. But uh, overall, it's kind of cool. I mean, it's definitely for me. It wasn't like a selling point, just like you said. It was kind of just an added bonus. But it's nice if you uh, if you want to kind of. Um, whatever send over extras or if you it's nice for the version exclusives if you don't have somebody that you can trade with um Mm -hmm. then you can send over the version exclusives that aren't available in your game from pokemon go if you have them there yeah i was gonna say that that's one um benefit for sure from this is you know i know you and i we we've had the ability to trade you Mm -hmm. know i have let's go pikachu you have let's go eevee and so we've been able to share and help each other evolve and whatnot but Mm -hmm. this is a really really good thing for those people who maybe don't um have that right Um, they have another friend or maybe they have a friend but they have the same version as them whatever this gives them the option to still getting some of those favorite pokemon or or evolve versions or whatever that is Mm -hmm. so it it's there's a good good concept behind it it was just not something i'm excited about yeah, I'm sure some people will be really stoked on it, though. So it's cool that mm-hmm. it's there. Again, it's completely optional. Don't have to do it if you don't want to. You don't have to have Pokemon Go at all. If you don't if you don't want to play that, that's totally fine, too. You can play Let's Go completely without it. Mm-hmm. The only thing worth noting, though, is if you want Meltan, which is the, the new mythical Pokemon that was uh, discovered recently, you do need Pokemon Go for that. Um, basically, there's little uh, quests that you can do in the game to get Meltan, or if you transfer any Pokemon at all from uh, Pokemon Go over to Let's Go, you get a mystery box item, which basically allows Meltan to spawn in Pokemon Go for 30 minutes. Sounds like um, after doing a little research, you can only use one of those every seven days. Um, so you can't mm-hmm. spam them and uh, get a bunch of Meltan. But you can use one every seven days. They last for 30 minutes. Um, you get a handful of Meltan out of that 30 minutes. And then the evolution for Meltan, which is called Melmetal, uh, is not available in Pokemon Let's Go either. Um, I was curious if I sent over a Meltan into Let's Go, if I could level him up. He doesn't evolve in the game at all by level. You actually yeah, have to evolve him. Yeah, it's very annoying. You have to evolve him through Pokemon Go, which is a process because it takes 400 Meltan candy to evolve him in that game so and then annoying. send him over. So. If you want to have one in Pokemon Go and one in Let's Go, you're looking at 800 Meltan candies to do that. So it's going to take a while. <laughs> It'll take some good time. Yeah. Give you something to do until next year. All right, <laughs> Eric. So uh, what is your overall recommendation of the game? Is this a must buy, wait for a sale, rent or skip? I say absolutely must buy this game. Okay. Why? Yeah, I, I give it a 10 out of 10. Whoa. I think that this game was incredible i am definitely going through it faster than i was hoping to go through it so mm-hmm. there's not, a, not necessarily that. a bad thing it just means yeah. it's got your attention yeah um but i mean i think that it's so great yeah mm-hmm. it's a, a remaster from an old game but they did an amazing job adding more stuff to it than you can imagine. And mm-hmm. it keeps your interest, even though that I'm done with the Elite Four. I won't get into mm-hmm. what that means for me, but I will say it's still got me playing. That's um, awesome, man. Yeah, I, I can't put this down. I it absolutely please go out there, buy it, have fun, and do it before Smash Brothers comes out because yeah, well, we know. all know what will happen. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm surprised that I haven't picked up Red Dead in almost a week and a half. 
I uh, know because I've been playing Same. this game so much. It's crazy. So so dumb. Yeah, <laughs> for me, uh, I went in with extremely tempered expectations, as I mentioned before, um, as I'm a pretty big Pokemon fan myself. Uh, online community made it seem like this game was just going to be for babies. Um, but honestly, I was pleasantly surprised. And I think you will be, too, if you pick this up. This game definitely scratched that itch of a true Pokemon game for me. And in many ways, it improved on the dated formula by streamlining a lot of those random encounters. Uh, and then, as I mentioned earlier, I'm 40 hours into the game. Doesn't even feel like I've crossed 20 personally. Uh, it seems like time is just flying by, just like every Pokemon game seems to. Um, yeah, I still have two gyms left. I still have the Elite Four, all of that post-game content to tackle. So I think this is a game that could easily give you 60-plus hours of enjoyment, possibly beyond that, depending on your level of play. If you like to go hunting for shinies, if you want to sink your teeth into a lot of that post-game content that's out there, you'll have plenty of stuff to do. Uh, and the game still has a lot of the competitive aspects of Pokemon that you'd come to expect, including IVs, the individual values, natures, and more. It's definitely a strict improvement over Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow in that respect. Uh, I don't fully expect that the whole competitive community is going to shift over to this game completely, since it is lacking breeding, held items, and more. But it's mm -hmm. still surprisingly robust if you're looking for that in a Pokemon game. And at the very least, it'll definitely hold you over and give you tons of enjoyment until the 2019 title yeah, next definitely. year. Uh, so I absolutely agree with you. This is a must-buy. If you're a Pokemon fan, must-buy. Uh, or somebody who's exposed to the series through Pokemon Go, I would say it's a must-buy. Definitely makes it the next step into really introducing you into what the game series has to offer. Um, even if this is your first Pokemon game ever, this is still a wonderful place to start. I think Nintendo and Game Freak did a wonderful job with this game, making it accessible to anyone and still giving a fresh experience to longtime series players like ourselves. Definitely. All right, well, that's our review for Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. Eric, I want to thank you for joining me today and discussing the game. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. This is a great one to be a part of. For sure, yeah. Where can folks find you online? Uh, a couple places. So I do own my own business, uh, which if you've heard before, um, I have a business uh, web design. Uh, it, you can find my website at fromedgetoedge.com. Uh, where you can connect with me and uh, maybe get some prices from me there. You can also email me at hello at from edge to edge .com. If you want to follow me online, my personal Instagram is in the mind of Eric, and that's with a C. Um, and my business uh, Instagram is at from edge to edge. Uh, and you, those are on Instagram. So uh, feel free, check me out. Sounds good. Thank you, dude. And if you have any questions for the show, email me at the email address. Hello at in your element podcast.com. I'll answer your questions on the next episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple podcasts or whatever podcast service you use to listen to in your element. Also take a moment to drop a five star review on iTunes or in the Apple podcast app as it helps with discoverability for the show. And lastly, if you enjoyed this episode, visit patreon.com slash in your element and support at the $1 level or above to receive all future episodes early, gain exclusive access to the Inner Element Discord server to hang out and chat with myself and other elementalists, be eligible for giveaways, attend patron hangouts, and more. Until next time, see you later, elementalists.